Thanks for downloading this podcast. podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting RadioLeMans.com. Live from Trackside, this is IMSA Radio. Watching motorsports is looking forward nowadays that it's nice to be able to look backwards and remember the history of our great names from the past. Sadly, we've lost many of them, but some of the greats are still around today. And one of the biggest, not just in length or scores in Scrabble, but in excitement and in styling differential is that of Lamborghini, the bull, the raging bull that has been around our sport for so many years. Been sadly absent from the top line of motorsport for many years, but with a new GT3 car on the horizon, it looks as though that is about to be turned round. And is there anything better than a whole grid full of Lamborghinis? That's what we've got next as we go to the Lamborghini Blancpain Super Trofeo. It's next and it's live here on IMSA Radio. And here's Jeremy Shaw with the grid for race one of the LBST this weekend at the Watkins Glen International Race Circuits. On the pole position will be number 69, Eduardo Piscopo from Italy, making his debut in a championship, driving for Ogara Motorsport, representing the Beverly Hills dealer for Lamborghini. On the outside of the front row, Andy Lally making his return to the series, made two starts last year, filling in this weekend for Justin Marks for Change Racing in car number 99, row two of the grid. Richard Antonucci leads the championship after a win and a second-place finish, uh, first time uh, at uh, Mazda Raceway Laguna Seca on the outside of row two. Car number one, defending series champion Kevin Conway will start that car and hand it over to Enrique Benaldi at half distance. On In the fifth position on the starting line, Corey Lewis for the ca- change racing, the Carolinas dealer team, car number 29 on the outside of row three. Car number 77, Joe Courtney will start that car, hand it over to Aaron Povolido. On row four of the grid on the inside, Nicholas Dixon and Angel Benitez Jr. will share the number 26 car, Dixon will start. The father and son team, Jim and Josh Norman, will drive car number 71. Dr. Jim, the dad, will start the race. Ninth position on the starting line, Ryan Oakey, the first of the, or the second of the uh, amateur contenders. The Normans are the first ones. Second then uh, is Ryan Oakey in car number 89 for Ogara Motorsport. In the 10th position will be uh, Brian Wong and Tom O'Gara. It'll be the team owner Tom O'Gara who will start that car number 14. 11th position on the grid, Damon Oki in Damon Oki in car number 09 for O'Gara Motorsport. Had uh, difficulty leaving the grid, but is now underway and rejoining the field. Behind him, will be number, number 22 of Max Blancardi and Fernando Barbicano, then the number three of Ross Twest. Dylan Murcott, the fastest of the Guiada contenders, 40th on the grid. Behind him, John Di Fiore, another Huracan. Then Brian 
Hickson, Brandon Godovic, Todd Snyder, all in are in uh, Gallardos, Joe Chan and Paul Taylor in the 19th position. Cedric Berzuoli and Larry George will start the 0-7 car from the 20th place and rally out the field. Ken Darcy and Peter Argetsinger from Watkins Glen in car number 76. How is Jeremy Shaw rattling through a grid that probably has the most horsepower of any single manufacturer grid anywhere in the world and maybe just maybe is the most desirable as well as they come through to complete the first of their warming up laps behind the Huracan safety car let's hand you over and back to Jeremy Shaw but first here's our other play-by-play -play commentator here on IMSA Radio for the Lamborghini Super Trofeo race which is under yellow flag still at the moment uh, here's Jim Roller John, this is round three of the series, and I think they take two pace laps because uh, they had qualifying earlier this morning. Jeremy, this has been a pretty exciting couple of sessions that we have seen. We have got the uh, Enrique Bernoldi and Kevin Conway. Kevin is the defending series champion. Bernoldi is currently second in the points, and they are going to have their hands full with Andy Lally and Richard Antonucci in the pro class. But I think... Uh, if our race winner doesn't come from the pro class, it will come from the pro-am class, where we have got some absolutely fantastic competitors. As you said, Eduardo Piscopo is on the pole. He's actually in the pro-am class in that O'Gara Motorsports Beverly Hills entry. But also there's Angel Benitez in this race, who's coming off a victory uh, earlier today in one of the other support races. Yeah, there was a late change to that number 69 car. Uh, of Eduardo Piscoe, who's originally due to share it with the team owner Tom O'Gara, but Tom O'Gara has now switched over to the number 14 car, uh, who will share that with car with Brian Wong. Wong. So okay. it, uh, all complicated here, but we've got uh, three uh, classes within the overall classifications in the new Lamborghini Huracan the Pro, the Pro Am, and the Am. Uh, the first four cars on the grid are all pros that's Eduardo Piscopo, Andy Lallier, Richard Andonucci, and uh, Kevin Conway. Who will share the car with Enrico Benaldi in Pro Am? The top three contenders then in qualifying: uh, Corey Lewis, Aaron Provolado, and Angel Benitez. Uh, and in the amateur class, it's the, uh, the Norman father and son. Jim Norman will start. Josh Norman, his son, will finish. Ryan Oki in second place in number 89, and Ross uh, Twest in number three is the third place car in the Hurricane Am category coming into this uh, on the starting lineup for this race. And our pole sitter Dylan Mercott in the Giard class. There's uh, two different kinds of Lamborghinis out there. The Huracan is a 620 horsepower V10. It's got a hybrid carbon aluminum construction. Uh, the only modifications are to facilitate a larger uh, radiator at the front and racing gearbox at the rear. And the Gallardo is a little bit uh, older car, but it's a four-wheel drive car. 570 brake horsepower in a V10. Olin shocks, Brembo brakes, carbon aero package, 10-point adjustable rear wings, metadata packages, air jocks, air jacks, center lock wheels. They're race cars. Uh, yeah, i.e. real race cars. Yeah, they are fantastic to watch. The new Huracan is just stunning looking. I mean, even the Gallardos look pretty impressive to me, but the Huracan, it really is a stunning race car. To me, uh, it was a true styling step forward yeah. for Lamborghini. Yeah, uh, with Delara, uh, Giampaolo Delara's mm. concern, uh, in charge of that aerodynamic development on the car and a new gear, gearbox you suggest as well this year so it's a real racing car and they're just great to watch we saw some superb two races at Mazda Raceway Laguna Seca to begin the championship for these new cars uh, in uh, the beginning of May so the field is lining up they've come through turn 10 
The Tefeo pace car is pulling out ahead of the field and will come down pit road. And we should see a green flag this time. And well over 30,000 horsepower will come to life and ring through the Glen. Green flag. Down towards turn one, it's Eduardo Piscopo, but Andy Lally hanging in there on the outside line. Can he make a move around the outside stick? No, he can't. It's Piscopo leads her towards the S's, going uphill now. Andy Lally into second place. Up the hill through the S's for the first time. It's Piscopo, Lally, and then they're chased by Kevin Conway in the uh, other bright yellow entry. Then in uh, further back... Yes, we've got a battle for fifth, there the fourth place. and fifth. Oh, wow, that's close. Uh, oh, a challenge there at the inside. Is that the Normans? Yes, it is. Jim Norman there in that bad Lambo entry, the car number 71, making a, trying to make a challenge there uh, on, uh, I think that is Joe Courtney in car number 77. Also have a battle for third place as Kevin Conway is trying to hold off Richard Antonucci. Nucci, Conway in the blue, number one. Antonucci in the number 50. Those are the two cars that are uh, right behind these front three. Yeah, and Antonucci, he won the first round at Master Race with Laguna Seca, finished second in the second one to Cedric Zbirozwali, who is uh, this weekend driving with Larry de George and starting way back down the order. Behind them, indeed, we do have the 77 of Aaron Pavolito and Jim Norman going at it for... Uh, sixth and seventh position and also that's going to be uh, in the pro-am category that is a battle for position in the pro-am category yeah and uh John, jim norman they're really doing a fine job Actually, in the, it's not. Jim's of this in the, in the amateur Am class Toss, i get a little right. ahead of myself yeah but uh, and great racing breeds excitement even for you and i Jeremy. well it does and, they, uh, <laughs> and young josh norman oh a spin a spin Ouch. and the number 77 Ouch. car is hard into the wall on driver's left too much power coming off uh, Aaron Pavolito. Too much power coming off of turn 10. And he spun and went hard into the wall and drivers left. So just got it under power. And yeah, I wow, feared. that was a close one. These are these, There's a lot of race car here. And there's what's number 26 Full. car slowed down. Number 09 did not. That was a bit scary. But yeah, that was a, a huge impact. It was uh, that car was started at the number 77. Uh, by Joe Courtney. Uh, he will be handing over okay. to Aaron Povoledo, but it was Joe Courtney who's uh, one of the team owners of Musandi Courtney Racing, and that was a big, big impact there. Just the car got away from him on the full acceleration. Wow, that was a big A little hit. bit too much curb, I yeah, think, on the outside, so. and that threw him towards the wall, and he spun it in on the right-hand side. There yeah. he is. Yep, took some curb, and then went in hard oh, sideways, man. and flat spun back out onto the racetrack three or four times and ended up broadside, went in hard on the left-hand side of that car. Yeah, and you're talking to any of the pros who are driving these cars. I mean, these are serious race cars. You've really got to you have, have your wits about them, particularly uh, before the tires are fully up to operating temperature. And, you know, they wouldn't have been probably, yes, they had two pace laps, but still they're building tire uh, temperature and pressure through the first lap or two of the race. And that car just got away from... Uh, Joe Courtney there, and uh, good to see the uh, the safety workers with him already, and he's uh, waving his arms around. Hopefully we'll get out of that car. Yeah, here he comes now. So good to see Joe climbing out of that car. That was a heavy impact. Joe is out under his own steam and uh, disgustedly re- trying to remove his gloves, as we've seen with many a race car driver over the years. It's not the glove's fault, though. <laughs> 
There he is going a little bit wide. Yeah, no, he actually didn't catch too much curb. He just pinched it down a little bit. Yeah, you know, you know just got on the power it, yeah. a little bit too hard. Again, the, yeah. the tire's not up to fully up to temperature, I think, there, and he just, just got away from him. I mean, you know, it's a relatively short wheelbase car, these Lamborghini Huracans, uh, and uh, when they're on the limit, particularly when the tires aren't fully up to temperature, it's very easy to do exactly what Joe Courtney did there. Too much, too soon. Yeah, afraid so. It's on the brakes there, trying to scrub off a little bit of speed, but uh, it catches the tyre barrier there, which certainly absorbs a good, goodly amount of, of the impact there and of the G-forces in that shunt, so uh, it'll have saved the car from a goodly amount of damage, but still there's um, substantial damage to the what uh, left-hand side of that car, wasn't it? Spun all the way around. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it would save, right uh, save Joe from uh, probably a little bit more soreness yes. tomorrow than he's, yes. he's going to face so the field is uh, under full course caution just to reset it for you Eduardo Piscopo leads he's led from the green flag Andy Lally tried a, a pretty brave move on the outside yeah. going into turn one could not make that stick he's in second place in the white number 99 then comes the number 50 of Richard Richard Antonucci and then Kevin Conway in the number one car so those are your top four those are all Huracan Pro cars then we have the number 24 nine car that's Corey lewis in the pro-am category he's leading that class then comes the number 71 jim and josh norman dr jim uh, out there in the car right now number 71 car that's a very distinctive paint scheme on that car it's orange with kind of black pixelated and it says bad on the side so it's one bad lambo uh in seventh place is the number 89 car and second place in the am category that's number 89 of Ryan Oakey. Now, Ryan came in uh, leading the points in the AM category. Uh, no, the uh, second in the points. He's chasing the Normans. The Normans have got tw uh, 27 points. Oki is uh, second in points with 25. That's exactly right, Jim. Yeah, those two shared the wins in the AM class at Tabasa Raceway Laguna Seca, the first two rounds of the championship. And uh, actually, the only guy who, who, who swept the weekend uh, was Richard Antonucci in the overall point, or rather in the pro points, although he actually didn't win both races because one of them was won by a pro-am driver, Cedric Spirituali, and it was Spirituali who uh, ended up, he, he had their two pro-am wins with their also a first and a second in that first weekend. Uh, all he, sorts of great competition there was. He's had a rough weekend here. He only had one practice session yesterday then qualifying and in qualifying he could do better than uh, 18th or 19th and he's currently running 19th uh, to carry on with our order uh, leading uh, at third place in the am category is ross uh, twist in the number three car then comes our second place car in pro-am that's the angel uh, benitez jr car he's uh, teamed with nicholas dixon yeah it's Nic nicholas dixon who started in that car and then Brian Wong and Tom O'Gara, the number 14, are third in the Pro-Am ca category. And then Damon Oki is fourth in the Am category, 11th overall. Then comes the first of our Gallardo entrants, Dylan Murcott, who has led every session, has led was fastest in qualifying, and is leading here so far as well in the number 84 car over Brendan Godovich. Gidovich in the 46, and then Brian Hickson is third in the number 23, and that uh, takes you all the way down to 14th position. Yeah, and in 15th there, John DeFiori, another of the AM drivers in the Huracan class, and then the uh, uh, Huracan Pro-AM, kind of a 22, 
uh, Fernando Barbicano, who will hand over the car to Max Blancardi, who's got a huge amount of experience, particularly in Ferrari Challenge in Europe. Uh, and then behind him, car number 42, Todd Snyder, uh, and Am in the Gallardo. And then Joe Chan and Paul Taylor, two Canadians sharing car number 15. And it was uh, in that car starting out was indeed Paul Taylor. Uh, and then uh, number nine in the 19th position, the 07 car, Cedric Spirazuali and Larry De George. And again, it's Larry De George who doesn't have a lot of experience really in anything who started that car. Uh, and uh, bringing up the tail of the field is the number 76 machine. And that will be shared this weekend uh, by uh, Peter Argetsinger uh, and. They're a late entry, actually. Who's sharing that car with, uh, with Ken Peter? Darcy? Yeah, Ken Darcy. And Ken Darcy, he's racing this weekend also in the Continental Tire uh, Sports Car Challenge as well, driving the uh, TLS, TLSS BMW in there. So he's got a busy weekend ahead of him. There's just something right, though, about an Argensinger racing at Watkins Glen, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, there is. Cameron Argensinger started this track and uh, started... Uh, well, made the track really, really what he's brought from Formula One here for the first time, uh, and just uh, he was the the architect of all the great success here that has been at Watkins Glen over the years. And, and, and let's not forget also though Mel Curry. Mel Curry was the general manager here and was Cameron's right hand man for yeah. many many years, through the expansion of the racetrack and and that sort of stuff. And as a man who lived and breathed for this place. Yeah, and the uh, the. Uh, the racing resource center, the International Motor Racing Resource Center, research, uh, center. Yep. research center at Watkins Glen, which is down in the village here, uh, run now by J.C. Argetsinger, Peter's brother, uh, Cameron's another son of Cameron and Jean, and uh, it's a fabulous place to go visit. You ever get a chance, take it because there's a, it's a, just a wealth of information down there, some great memorabilia, all sorts of to look at, to read. And if you're doing any research on anything to do with motor racing. That's, your, that's the place to be. Did a bunch of interviews with Porsche engineers and, and mechanics from the 60s, and uh, we gave that uh, raw interviews to the research center. So there's some there's some great stuff that you can yeah. look up there. Some, yeah, it's, some it's great just... history at the International Motor Racing Research Center at Watkins Glen. It's great that that was started a few years ago uh, because the heritage of not only this racetrack but this area is something that's dear, near and dear to many of us. Yeah, the Argetsinger family uh, was was uh, involved in rebuilding the library down there mm -hmm. in, in the town of Watkins Glen, isn't that right? And it, it, yes. it bears the name of Gene Argetsinger. And uh, there were various sort of various people were making donations of, of motor racing memorabilia or books or whatever to the library down there. So uh, it was at Gene's suggestion that you know let's let's make some more of this and invite people to to send us more and it, it's, it that has developed into the research centre. They've built onto the library 5,000 square feet there is down there and a, just a, a mine of information. So on the yellow here then four laps in the books. It's no change in the front. There's still good. the good news is the number 70 stricken number 77 car now coming into the pits rather forlornly on the back of a, a flatbed. But it is out of the way now, and the uh, cleanup process continues on the exit of Turn 10. They should be done with that fairly shortly, as the flatbed has been trailed into the pits by one of the Magan safety cars, one of the course uh, intervention vehicles. So hopefully, in the next little bit, the lights are still on on the Super Trofeo safety car. Listening to IMSA Radio live from the Glen. And we're in the Lamborghini Blancpain Super Trofeo race. 
a slight interruption to the festivities at the front of the field and the competition will be reset in a moment or two's time when we go back to green your commentators for the race are Jim Roller and Jeremy Shaw slight pause from me there because I was wondering whether we're going to go green at exactly the wrong moment <laughs> thanks very much lads as they go around I think there'll be one more lap around guys so uh, with any luck we're going to have still probably the sharp end of half an hour of racing to go Jim what, what do you think of these beasts John they're fantastic aren't they That's I think great they're stuff. a great addition we've been talking yes. about this all week and with the Huracan GT3 car coming along shortly and able to race over here there is the Super Trofeo safety. I mean, that's a stock road car. Yeah, isn't that beautiful? Yes, yes, please. I'll yeah. have one. Yes. <laughs> and that just sends me back to my youth and those old uh, Countach posters that oh, yeah. we were talking about with the big white uh, wide body Countach. Yeah. Now, this is one of three series where they have rate these races. There's a European series that just recently had rounds eight and nine, and now they're starting an Asian series, which has had one race so far so North America Asia and a European series for the Lamborghini Blancpain Super Trofeo this is the North American series round three today round four tomorrow just listen to those cars I know isn't it great <laughs> isn't it great we don't need to say anything do we weird on that lap was the number 22 car came flying past uh, on the uh, Kind of inside of the racetrack there, still in the yellow, not quite sure what uh, that was all about. But uh, Fernando Barbicano, he, he started that, that car in the 12th position, and um, on lap one or two, he came past in the, in the uh, 16th place, so not quite sure what that was about. Maybe I think he might have lost some positions kind of under the, the, the shuffling around after that incident that uh, took care of, of uh, Joe Courtney's car. So maybe just regaining. His position presumably must have got the green light from yes. race control. Hopefully, at least. Hopefully, he did. Because <laughs> he passed be three or four cars down here. He'll be on the naughty step. If not, the lights are out on the Blancpain Super Trofeo safety car. As they head through the toe of the boot, up the uphill right-hander. It's, it's a classic, a classic corner in American motorsport. Full on. You can add all the power. You ease the power on and just let them double apex and right out onto the top of that knoll. Yeah, that, that and then hard on the brake. There's a lot of camber there on the mm -hmm. on the inside of the corner. When you mm -hmm. turn in, you kind of you, know, you just use that camber to turn the car into the corner and really go on the power hard, accelerating out the hill and yep. over this crest. Yeah, crest is beautiful. Crest of this hill, that and then is. hard on the brakes as you go downhill, and then the hard 90 degree right hander that sends you back up the hill to uh, another left that takes you back onto the old course and that's where the field is now it looks like they have lined up behind the safety car it's Piscopo, Lally, Anatucci, Conway, Lewis and Norman that will be uh, coming to resumption of racing and the green flag so Andy Lally's uh, out of line a little bit yeah he is a bit he's got to make sure he doesn't get jumped that's why Piscopo just jumped on the brakes there And the safety car will pull into the pits, and we will be back racing and on the power quickly as he comes through turn 11 is Eduardo Piscopo. He's got Andy Lally about four car lengths behind, and they have broken away from the rest of the field as go going through is Antonucci chased by Conway and Corey Lewis. Down into turn one, hold positions, Andy Lally 
not letting Piscopo get away, but the two of them, Jeremy, got a great jump on the rest of the field. Yeah, Piscopo was sort of, you know, sort of speeding up and slowing down there in the last couple of corners, but Andy Lally, he's wise to that. He stuck right with him, but in third place, Richard Antonucci was really uh, caught out by those two, and uh, a big gap as they came across the line. He's going to struggle to make that up. Andy Lally looks for the inside. Now a little bit too far back. I think that was a uh, just more of a bothering maneuver. Hey, I'm back here, and I'm going to be uh, someone you have to deal with. But he was much faster through the bus stop. And now as they go through the loop and head down the hill into the boot, Andy Lally is right on the tailpipe of our leader, Eduardo Piscopo. Yeah, Piscopo's having to take a couple of defensive lines. I look at the rubber they're leading, leaving there on the racetrack on the outside as they turn around the left hand again, down towards the toe of the beat, downhill all the way down here, and then hard on the brakes for the right-hander. Richard Antonucci in third place. He's kind of pulled away from Kevin Conway in the number one and Corey Lewis in the number 29. For a while, they were right on his tailpipe at the beginning of the uh, resumption of racing as I think Antonucci was kind of snookered on the start by uh, our two leaders. It certainly was, and Kevin Conway there, not only the defending champion of the series, the two-time defending champion. He's won it both years. This Blanc Pound Super Trophée has run in the United States, trying to make it three in a row. Right yellow, number 50, in third position. He's trying to keep pace with our two leaders, number 69, Eduardo Piscopo, and Andy Lally in the number 99, that beautiful white, very white, simple white and, and blue trimmed Huracan with Lamborghini Carolinas and the number 99 down the side of it as they head down, completing lap number seven, down into turn one. Checking in in, a, in the other classes, Ryan Oakley has moved up into fourth position overall. And the, the pit, stop, uh, pit stops yeah, have started. Yeah, the pit stop window is open now at 20 minutes into this race. So we did see the number 50 car, number one, both coming onto pit lane, and also the Normans in car number 71 behind them. Also, that's uh, car number 26. Larry DeGeorge will bring that car in and hand over to the very quick Cedric Zbirozwali, who won one of the races as a pro am driver at Mazda Raceway Laguna Seca. I think he's got many laps in the car this weekend. We'll see what he can do. And all the guys towards the back of the field coming in for pit stops as well and you might wonder uh, there's several cars in this race many of them are, are two drivers to the car some of them only one but they have to make a minimum one minute from pit in to pit out so it doesn't matter whether you've got one driver or two you're still going to spend the same amount of time in pit lane at least that's the plan so the driver change can easily be completed within that time period and it can be completed safely that's why it's a good number that they have chosen one minute something that that allows them to get the driver change done in a safe manner and then that will be the time that the single car the single driver teams will have to spend in the pits and right now two of those single car teams Eduardo Piscopo and Andy Lally are racing 1-2 out on the racetrack coming through turn 11 for the 8th time they will stay out on the racetrack and complete lap eight. Yeah, they got uh, another almost 10 minutes to be able to complete their pit stops. Anything, anything between 20, 20 minutes and 30 minutes into the race, they can in this 50-minute race, they can make that pit stop. Back out onto the racetrack is the number one of Kevin Conway and Enrique Bernoldi. Yeah, it looked like a much longer stop there for the yeah. Normans, I think. Yes, the Normans are 71. back underway. Josh Norman now behind the wheel of that car. 
So did Conway turn over to Bernoldi? Yes. Yeah, okay. This one, I thought that was the case, but I wasn't. Also coming out of the pits, the red, white, and blue beautifully uh, turned out. Number 26 entry. That's uh, Angel Benitez. That reminds me of IMSA competition. Yes, yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah IMSA Matlock. Yeah. yeah, they used to do that Porsche's that color. Mm -hmm. Andy Lally still harassing every opportunity he can. Eduardo Piscopo out on the racetrack while most of the rest of the field has, uh, has, has made a pit stop. Yeah, the fastest lap of the race was set by Andy Lally, fractionally quicker than Eduardo Piscopo last time around. Piscopo, a former race winner in all sorts of categories in the junior formerly moving up through the ranks, also moved into Lamborghini Super Trofeo last year in Europe, won the championship, went to the World Finals, won that, and here he is now having his first ever race in North America, and Andy Lally uh, is... Uh, Lally will take the lead as he stays out on the racetrack, and Piscopo comes down the pits for his mandatory one-minute pit stop. 25 minutes, 25 and a half minutes remaining in this race. And in fact, now we have 10 of the uh, fully half the competitors now have made their pit stop. So half the field has made it stop as three more cars come in on this lap. Also coming in is the 89 car. That's Ryan Oakley. He'll, yeah. be have, he'll have to uh, sit for a minute as he is driving solo. Ryan Oakey, uh, Ryan Oakey and his brother uh, Damon. Damon there, both uh, running first and second in the AM class as they both bring their cars onto pit lane at the same time. Ross Chwest is in as well, also in the AM class. Joe DeFore has chosen to stay out. No, now he has come in the pits. He just came in the pits. He's in the number 10 Prestige, that beautiful blue and black Prestige liveried car. Also making a pit stop is the number 15. That's Joe Chan. It's from the Giardo class. Yeah, it's really difficult to follow the races at this stage while the pit stops are unfolding, particularly as they make one-minute pit stops, which is, you know, certainly uh, the better part of, uh, well, more than half a lap around here. So uh, currently we've uh, had about half of the field have completed nine laps. Everybody else has completed just eight, and uh, we're still waiting now for the two lead, the two first two cars on the racetrack have yet to make their first stops, Andy Lally and Corey Lewis. Here comes Andy Lally now to complete lap 10. Andy Lally may be making hay while the sun shines. He is pushing hard right now, just turning another 148.471, which is his best lap. He's just bettered his uh, previous best lap. So he's doing the Michael Schumacher and pushing hard before he makes his pit stop as in comes the number 29 car, Corey Lewis, out of second place overall and out of first place in the Uricon Pro-Am category. Yeah, that's right. Andy Lally then the fastest lap of the race, 148.471. Uh, and uh, right behind him is a lap down at the moment because he's uh, already made his pit stop. Richard Antonucci in car number 50 has turned a 148.6. The best time that uh, the early leader, uh, Eduardo Piscopo, turned was a 140, uh, 149.0.
So Antonucci's going to have to try and turn some quick laps while Andy Lally makes his pit stop to try and, I guess, negate the little bit of an advantage that Lally is trying to build through these quick laps. He's got to match those lap times or he's going to end up on the short end of this stick for sure. Yes, it's going to be interesting. I think we can probably expect to see Andy Lally in uh, very soon here. Waiting for our... 20, 27 and a half uh, minutes gone. 22 minutes, 15 seconds remaining. Comes, uh, Gonna be uh, pretty close on the pit window. This, uh, Ken Darcy brings the number 76 car onto pit lane. He's the last, I think, apart from Andy Lally, he's Here the comes. last guy to make his pit stop. Here comes Andy. Yeah, he Is comes he Andy uh, hard on the binders to get it down to the uh, pit road speed limit? So now this is be the uh, final of the uh, of our competitors to make a pit stop. It will be interesting to see just how this shakes out. Well, there goes Richard Antinucci past the pit lane now to unlap himself, and behind him is uh, Enrique Beloldi, and then uh, Eduardo Piscopo then comes out in the third place of the cars that have already made their pit stops. Have to wait now. This uh, whole minute ticking past plus <laughs> the. Uh, the, the time in and out of the pit lane as well. It's a long pit lane here at uh, Watkins Glen International. So I guess you're a virtual leader at this point. It's, it's, uh, yeah, Andy at the moment. Andy Lally at the moment. Have to wait and see who comes around. <laughs> comes around next. He's the only one who's completed uh, 11 laps at this stage. Yes, and that's because he, it, where his pit box is located, he did trip the timing line for completion of his 11th lap, but he has been parked for most, it's going to be a very long lap. Yeah, it, yeah. He'll be leaving, uh, he'll be leaving shortly. The, car has, the crew has stepped aside, is waiting for the uh, final few seconds to tick away. It seems like an age for someone like Andy Lally, particularly. Uh, he's used to making uh, quick pit stops and getting underway again. I have to sit there and uh, wait as the, as the tires cool down. Immensely frustrating. He goes number 76 car. So the only man remaining on pit road is Andy Lally, and there he goes. There he goes, and we're looking Let's out to, to our right. We can see uh, as Andy Lally now is getting down towards the end of pit lane. Here comes the next of the contenders across the line. It is car number 50. That is Richard Antonucci. So Antonucci is in second place. It looks like Andy Lally has made his pit stop and held the lead. I believe so. And... Uh, in the second Close. place then is Richard Antonucci, third Enrico Binaldi, and Eduardo Piscopo in fourth place, but closing in on those two cars ahead of him. So Andy Lally's quick laps, he stayed out two laps longer than anyone else, has allowed him to pit and hold the lead, but out on the racetrack, he has got his mirrors full of Richard Antonucci as they head up the back straightaway through the bus stop. And Antonucci is right on his tail, and we've got a car off course on driver's left going up the hill to the going up the uphill S's. Can't yes. see a number. Back to the lead battle as they head down into the boot. Lolly through the left-hander. 
down the short shoot that takes you to the uphill right-hander that is affectionately known as the toe of the boot. That's uphill all the way. Full power on, letting the road take you all the way out to the top of the knoll, and then it's hard downhill, and now we've got a full course oh. caution. Full course caution for the car that has uh, stopped on driver's left in the uphill S's. That's a shame. It was going to be a great race in any case. I mean, I think we're going to have pretty much four cars nose to tail there. Uh, now they're definitely going to be nose to tail with a whole bunch of other cars in there as well, I guess. But uh, still, it's a, it's a, a shame it's for the purist in me to see the... <laughs> the uh, it's one of the Gold Coast Lamborghinis. Yeah, it's, is that one of the prestige entries. Is it, um, is it number 10, perhaps? Is it? Could it be John DeFore? He hasn't... Uh, You know, wants to come around. Yeah, try and take stock. That's why you left chart, my friend. It is. Well, <laughs> although we do have scoring here, so that'll, that'll keep me honest as well. But top five, then Andy Lally, Richard Antonucci, Enrique Benaldi, Eduardo Piscopo, and Corey Lewis. They've all been past us already to complete lap 12 under caution. Here now is our, uh, our AM category leader. That's the number 89 car of Orion Oki. And behind Ryan Oki should be, and there's a long way back, uh, the uh, Norman Here they come. father and son. Yeah, it'll be Josh Norman at the wheel of that car right now. Uh, this, uh, this yellow flag is good news for him. That's going to yeah. give him an opportunity to close right in on Ryan Oki. It shouldn't take them long to clear that car. The flatbed is already on scene. And we'll winch that stricken vehicle up onto the onto the flatbed and we will be back to racing through the pit stops it should be noted that Dylan Murcock continues to uh, lead the Giardo class not my international surprise which car that was it's that uh, something maybe it's Dr. Todd Snyder perhaps in car number 42 Okay. Although he should be uh, next in line to come around here. Big long gap. We've just seen number 46 of Brandon Godovich go past. He's running second in the Gallardo class. It's Dylan Murcott who leads in car number 84. Uh, and Brandon Godovich in second place. We're still waiting for the other Gallardo contenders to come on past. Here is car number 42, so it's not Snyder. It's a three car. Ten car just went through. So it it's not be Brian, maybe it's Brian Hickson then. Ah, yes, the In 23. Kind of, yeah. That's exactly who it is. Because he's only completed ten laps. Yeah. Yep, that's exactly who it is. Number 23, Brian Hickson. Yep. Good spot, Jeremy. Oh. He'd been running. He'd, he'd, he qualified yeah. super well. He qualified second, I think, in the Gallardo class of Brian Hickson. Was running well in the early stages. But uh, I think it might be his car that's gone missing. Here come the uh, Canadian car, car number 15. Paul Chan taken over from Paul Taylor. They're running the 18th place and are uh, the last car on the lead lap. The only other runner at this stage, car number 76. I believe that's uh, Peter Argetsinger. There he is. Peter is uh, one, two, three, four, fifth in line of the cars behind the safety car but he is a lap down Peter Argett so you'd be frustrated by that yes and surprisingly they, they waited longest to make their their first pit stop and 
and Ken Darcy there had uh, lost the better part of a lap before uh, Peter Argensinger got behind the wheel, so he'll, he'll pick it up now from that position. Lap down, but still, it's a lot of fun for Peter. He'll be, he'll be thoroughly enjoying this one, no doubt. How could you not be having yeah, fun well. racing around Watkins Glen? Long time in a Lamborghini Gallardo. <laughs> Long time instructor with the Scott Barber Racing School was Peter Argensinger. He does a lot of coaching these days. I think that would break my face because I'd be smiling. <laughs> yeah. Should have been a Formula Ford around here, but nothing more powerful than that. That's what Peter Argensinger has cut his racing teeth on. He went over to the UK to race yeah. Formula Ford cars when I first came across him in the uh, in the 70s. Actually, his, his Crosley was the first car, race car I ever drove, in actual fact. I'm forever grateful to Peter for that, or not. Because it got it, <laughs> I, I, up until that Tickle stage, itch, yeah, it? I was writing. I was writing for magazines. I had no intentions of, of racing anything myself, actually. But um, we put together a, a, a feature article for Audio Sport magazine, in which we tested the top three cars in Formula Ford that year. It was the Van Diemen, the Royal, and the Crosley. And we had the factory, factory Van Diemen car was usually driven by Chico Serra that year. The Royal RP24 and the uh, Crosley uh, 30F of. Uh, the 32F of Peter Argetsinger and uh, it was a great, great, great story, really good fun to drive and I was given a novice opinion on the cars and Derek Daly, who was a, the reigning Formula 3 champion, the winner of the last year's, the previous year's Formula Ford Festival at Brands Hatch, he was given the, uh, the expert analysis of those cars, it was a really fun story and uh, it was a real struggle for me initially until I got into Peter's car and the Crosley was just so much fun to drive. I wasn't particularly fast, but it, 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 uh, having driven, I think the first car I drove was the RP24 Royale, which is a really difficult, notoriously difficult car to drive. Designed by Rory Byrne, by the way, who did some pretty good things in the future with Ferrari, of course, and Michael Schumacher, amongst other things. But the RP24 was a particularly difficult car to drive for, for novices. And for me, it was, I thought, crikey, I'm out of my depth here. But then Peter finally persuaded me to get into his car. I said, Peter, I, I don't want to crash it. I don't want to do anything. He said, don't worry, you'll be fine. This car's much easier to drive. Uh, and I did, and it was a lot of fun to drive it. And after that, I thought, well, any other chance I get to jump in a racing car, I'm going to take it. And just remember, Jeremy, the older we are, the faster we the were. The faster we were, isn't That's that right? right? Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're under caution with uh, just under 12 and a half minutes remaining. The lights are out on the Super Trofeo safety car. This is round three of the Lamborghini Blancpain Super Trofeo North America Series. Our leader is Andy Lally, and he is going to have a mirror full of Richard Antonucci when this goes back green. And don't forget, Enrique Brunaldi is also uh, out there in the number one car. He's in third position. Then Eduardo Piscopo in the number 69 car. And then the first of our Pro-Am entries, Corey Lewis. He's leading that class in the number 29 car. Then Ryan Oakey and Josh Norman. And as you predicted, Jeremy, Josh Norman is now right on the tail of Ryan Oakey. So we have got uh, battles all over the grid of, of this race as they uh, currently sit. The field comes through turn 10. The uh, safety car has uh, jumped out ahead of the field as it is wont to do normally and pulled down pit lane. The field will come through turn 11 and they will be under the uh, charge of the starter and we're waiting for the green flag for the restart. There it is, our second restart and Andy Lally this time does not get as good a jump and in third place, look out, it's uh, here comes Eduardo Piscopo trying to get by Enrique Bernoldi 
And he does not make it stick. Bruno. <laughs> Enrique Bernoldi with a great drive through turn one, and he's able to hold off. That was tight. We've got a little bit less than 11 minutes to go in this race, so plenty of time here for, well, probably uh, six laps of racing. Yes. Uh, and uh, what a race we've got on our hands here. Andy Lally, though, made another, once again a great restart by Andy Lally in car number 99 uh, for the uh, for Change Racing. It was a great restart that Andy made, and he's got himself a, a length of a you know, lead of about maybe eight or ten Urukan car lengths over the second place car of Richard Antonucci. It didn't look like it was that good of a jump until no. he got to the end of the back straightaway, and he had built up a nice little cushion of, of almost uh, two or three tenths of a second. And they were nose to tail when they came across the start finish line. So a good first lap for Andy Lally once we've gone back to green. And then Antonucci, Conway, Piscopo, then Corey Lewis. And looking a little bit further back, let's see what's happened with Ryan Oakey and Josh Norman. split time so I have to wait for them to either come into view or there they are and Ryan Oki has held held sway Ryan Oki in sixth position with Josh Norman right on his tail Andy Lally comes through to complete lap number 15 Across the line he goes, and the gap between those two first two cars uh, underestimated around about a second, yeah, not 0.9 of a second as it, it flashed up in the time he was scoring in third place there. Enrique Benoldi doing a good job to hold on to that third place ahead of Eduardo Piscopo, the pole sitter, and the reigning world champion in the Lamborghini Super Trofeos. That wouldn't be a bad world championship to have. If you're going to be a world champion... Yeah, and uh, you can't be Formula One world champion. Right? <laughs> a 1 minute 48.8 last time around for Andy Lally. That's a great restart lap. Uh, 149.6 for Richard Antonucci. 150.1 for Enrico Benaldi in third place in car number one. Driving that car, it's the defending champion uh, team car driven. Started the race by Craig Conway and now Enrico Benaldi, the Brazilian former driver, of course, in Formula One, did some uh, IndyCar racing as well. Here comes the number 26. Jeremy Angel Benitez, I think, is now behind the wheel of that car. He has uh, made short work of Jim Norman and now is right up the tailpipe of Ryan Oakey. That will, and he's actually chasing Corey Lewis. This is uh, obviously for overall position. If he can get by Oakey, he'll end up being uh, uh, in sixth position overall, but he's trying to catch the number 29 of Corey Lewis who's uh, just up the road a little bit further. Yeah, not too much to choose between those. There's some good dices here all the way back down through the field. Looking to our right to see the final couple of corners. Here comes Andy Lally now. Is uh, that primarily white Lamborghini Huracan. Car number 99 comes off the corner. All four wheels <laughs> over the white line, using the entire exit of the racetrack as he screams down the front straightaway, hard on the brakes for the uh, right-hander that dips down and then they'll make the long run up the hill through the uh, short chute before they make the run up the hill through the S's and onto the long back straightaway. Yeah. 
And indeed, scoring confirms that Benitez is just three-tenths of a second now behind Ryan Oki. So he is definitely on the charge with just under seven minutes remaining. So we're looking at probably the most three more laps. And in fact, now Benitez has gotten by Ryan Oki and has set his sights on Corey Lewis. Up into sixth place, so then now Benitez. And it's Andy Lally just as another fastest lap last time around, 148.347. A couple of tenths quicker only than Richard Antonucci in second place. There's still not much to choose, just around about a second between those two as they came across the line. In third place, Enrique Benaldi with uh, Eduardo Piscopo all over the boot lid of that Carnival 1. So the battle is progressing here. Second, third and fourth. Andy Lally just trying to edge away, but really not by very much. Uh, but Richard Antonucci under pressure, still from Enrico Ribinaldi, and Eduardo, Eduardo Piscopo right there with them as well. Yeah, there's, there's uh, no room for, no margin for error for any of the top four. There's uh, only two seconds, two and a half seconds separating the top four. So anybody makes, puts one wheel wrong, then they are going to uh, drop back into the clutches of this great pro-am battle that is also shaping up between Corey Lewis and Angel Benitez Jr. Yeah, see, here comes Benitez across right now. And uh, Ryan Oki really, really, really doing a fine job there in column 89. The hang on in the seventh place, doing some very good lap times for somebody with relatively little experience. Uh, looks like it's about a three-second, three-and-a-half-second, uh, maybe just a little bit more than that margin for Benitez. He's going to be hard-pressed to... He's going to have to pull a miracle uh, over the next five minutes. Uh, like I said, that's only about three laps. As uh, Corey Lewis really picked up the pace. Last lap was his fastest lap, 149. 579 so he has the bit between he knows he knows Benitez is coming so he's he's put his head down yeah Benitez turned a super fast lap right after that restart 149.0 uh, which is quicker than Lewis last time around but he hasn't been able to match that Benitez last lap around was a 50.1 and he's got about you know, about three and a half seconds to make up on Corey Lewis if it's the challenge for fifth place another man making a charge in the pro-am category, third place, the uh, podium. He'll get third. He'll get the last podium spot. Cedric Spirazzoli, who, uh, as you said, had a great performance at Mazda Raceway Laguna Seca, and here he has struggled. But now they've climbed into the top ten, in ninth position overall, and are third in the class. So that's an outstanding performance by the guys in the 07 car. He comes into the race actually leading the Pro-Am points with 30 points. The Aaron Pavolito-Joe Courtney tandem was uh, third in the points with 20 points, and Corey Lewis is second in the points with 24. So if Corey Lewis can hang on here and hold off El Benitez, then that will really help his championship fight as we're at three and a half minutes remaining so about two more laps and the guys on the move at the moment is the 07 car it's Cedric Zberoswali who's taken over the wheel from Larry de George he's charging up through the pack the car is running right at the tail of the field and uh, two places uh, is made up in the last two laps as Zberoswali up into the eighth place and tr chasing now after Ryan 
Oki for the seventh place overall. He really made use of the yellows as well because that allowed, uh, uh, he, he always, uh, he passed a lot of cars on both restarts. That car was able to move up uh, and is now uh, enjoying the benefits of, of a pretty good drive. Good lap last time around there for Andy Lallier, 41 minute 48.211. Not quite the fastest lap of the race. That was set by Edward, Eduardo Piscopo on lap 11, which is right before we went under full course caution to after the pit stops. But uh, it's so close between the uh, top four contenders there. Fastest laps each within about two tenths of a second. for two minutes remaining now we'll certainly be able to get uh, this lap and it, they won't see, we won't see the white flag this time around so ah so we will get we will two get, more yeah. laps yeah oh outstanding can't have enough racing <laughs> a little bit closer can't this have time enough laps. a little bit closer that time uh, richard antonucci in the second place the gap between the first two down to seven tenths of a second maybe a second or so back to the third place car in ricky benaldi and eduardo piscopo just unable to find a way past Episcopo is close to within five tenths of a second of the Enrique Bernoldi in the number one car. The prestige entry. They are nose to tail going down the back straightaway. Lolly goes through the bus stop, chased by Antonucci. Then behind him, it's Conway. The Conway Bernoldi car. That's the number one car. Enrique Bernoldi behind the wheel of that car now. And then Eduardo Piscopo right on his tail as they head down into the boot. Down the short chute. Downhill towards the toe. Through the toe of the boot go our four leaders. Up over the crest of the hill. Checking in quickly in the Giardo class. It remains to be Dylan McDermott. Has a big lead over Brian Kadovich. Yeah, Dylan Merkel's really doing a nice job there. That Cullen Brady for is pulled out a, a long way over Brandon Kadovich. And Todd Snyder there uh, is uh, hanging on uh, in the third place in that class and uh, not much to choose. He's about maybe three or four seconds behind Kadovich. But Todd Snyder, I don't think it's a Todd Snyder that used to run the Skip Barber Racing School. I believe this is Dr. No, Todd Snyder, who's yeah, a, de uh, a very accomplished dentist, uh, which uh, well, I wouldn't trust. Uh, no, no disrespect to the uh, the other Todd Snyder. I don't think I'd trust him with my teeth. The final lap begins, and you can separate the top five, the top four, by just 2.4 seconds. As Andy Lally begins his final lap, he has an eight tenths of a second lead over second place Richard Antonucci. Then Enrique Bernoldi has his hands full with Eduardo Piscopo for third place. And third place in third place overall and third place in the Uricon Pro category. The final podium spot up for grabs. Then in Uricon Pro Am, it's Corey Lewis leading Angel Benitez by about uh, just a little less than four seconds. So Corey's pretty safe there unless he makes a big mistake. Ryan Oki leads the uh, Am category over the uh, Normans, Jim and Josh. Josh behind the wheel of the number 71 car now. 
What happened there? Dylan Merkel all, all of a sudden lost a fair bit of ground. Uh, he lost two places on that lap. The good news is, though, he didn't lose the lead in the Gallardo class, but it was certainly a slow lap for Dylan, Dylan Merkel. Both Ross Twest and John Di Fiore able to get past him there in the two Huracans, number three and number ten. So it's Dylan Merkel who leads up now, goes up through the S's, chased by Brandon Godovic, and all of a sudden that gap down to below five seconds. His last lap was a uh, 157.9, so a much slower laps than what he'd been running. His best lap of the race was a 155.098. Well, here comes Andy Lally, back up uh, out of the boot, onto the old uh, section of the racetrack, through turn 10. He'll make the final right-hander through turn 11, and Andy Lally will claim victory. In the Lamborghini Blampon Super Trofeo North America Round 3, it's Andy Lally over Richard Antonucci, Kevin Conway, and Enrique Brinoldi round out the top three. And in the fourth place, Eduardo Piscopo there, uh, the fastest guy perhaps in the race, but uh, unable to do better than fourth place. Across the line goes Corey Lewis to win in the Pro-Am class. <laughs> uh, Donuts been done down, down there in uh, turn one by, I presume that's Andy Lally. Uh, celebratory donuts, well deserved too. It's a great drive by Andy Lally. His third start in the Lamborghini Super Trofeo. Did two races in the Gallardo at the end of last year at Road Atlanta. Uh, but his debut here in the uh, Huracan this weekend and comes away with an absolutely superb victory. Uh, in second place, Richard Antonucci. Third place, Kevin Conway and Enrique Benaldi. Fourth place for Eduardo Piscovo. It's Corey Lewis who leads and wins the Pro-Am category. And here now comes our winner in a Gallardo class, Dylan Murcott across the line to take the victory for Mitchum Motorsports. His teammate Brandon Godovich in second place. Todd Snyder across the line now in third place. So not much to choose between the top three in the Gallardo class. Dylan Murcott, Brandon Godovich and Todd Snyder, the top three, top three in the Gallardo followed by Joe Chan and Paul Taylor, quite a long way back in the fourth position. Fifth place in Guyardo class will be taken by Peter Argetsinger and Ken Darcy. They are a lap down in the uh, 18th position overall, but uh, here, here comes the Paul Chan Connor and Peter Argetsinger across the line to take the checkered flag. That was a tremendously exciting race. What a great job by Andy Lally. He uh, made the move, or tried to make the move at the start of the race on our pole sitter, uh, Eduardo Piscopo wasn't able to uh, to make that happen, but uh, uh, through the pit stops, uh, Andy Lally elected to stay out a couple of laps longer than the other the pace setters in the class, and that paid dividends for him. He was able to turn what was then the fastest lap of the race before making his pit stop, making uh, enough of a of a gap over the rest of the field to come out in the lead, and from there on, it's just a, a question of maintaining the lead. And for somebody of the depth of experience. Uh, and speed of Andy Lally, that's somebody, something he was able to accomplish, not with ease, because it was only uh, three-quarters of a second between the top two as they took the chequered flag, but a great win for Andy Lally. Richard Antonucci has to make do with a second-place finish, so that would be good for his uh, championship lead in the pro category. And Enrique Benaldi and Kevin Conway, an excellent third place ahead of Eduardo Piscopo. Brilliant stuff, Jeremy. Just Fun, wasn't it? brilliant stuff. That is a real hit for me. Wasn't sure what to expect with the two different classes. I think it works. I think the Huracan is a worthy successor to the Gallardo and the Lamborghinis that have gone before, not just as a streetcar, but clearly as a racing machine. And what it says to me is I can't wait for the GT3 car. <laughs>
Yeah. I'm sorry, I can't help it. I always want a bit more. Talking to, to Craig Conway at the end of last season, that certainly is, is, is his game plan for the future is to move up into a GT3 car and what better one to do so than with the uh, with this Huracan it's already racing in Europe this year in the Blancpain Super Travail Series uh, Blancpain uh, Endurance Series I should say in Europe and we hope to see that car over here in GT3 spec uh, if not uh, this year then next yeah, that was a lot of fun. A really hard-earned win there for Andy Lally. He'll be thrilled with that. And used the pit stop window at the yellow flag just before it perfectly well. When everyone stopped early, he got his foot down and did that thing that good racing drivers do, which is concentrated, put in a string of excellent laps whilst everyone else was standing still. Came in in the lead, last, virtually the last man to stop, Jeremy, and then pulled away managed to hold on the lead. A little bit of a scary moment when he was being caught uh, into the bus stop chicane whilst his tyres had probably lost a little bit of uh, mm -hmm. pressure, but managed that, and then after that, really, even with the, the late uh, full-course yellow, he was he was still in control. Yeah, he was. That was a really fine drive. And I'll tell you what, there's a couple of fastest laps right at the end there. Enrico Benaldi did a 48-1, but eclipsed uh, by all of them. One lap from the end by Eduardo Piscopo turned a 147-point... 966 so those top four cars there's really nothing to separate them just a, a couple of tenths of a second and it's whoever you know, gets the strategy right tomorrow that can come away with another win but for Andy Lally for change racing uh, and the uh, the uh, Carolina dealers isn't it they came away with the, the win here today and just continuing the form it was uh, uh, Kevin Conway who won two championships for that team in the last two years Kevin Conway switched teams for this year but uh, Justin Marks, who's been driving this number 99 car, will be doing for most of the season. Otherwise committed this weekend to the Sprint Cup race out at, uh, at uh, Sonoma Raceway. So Andy Lally stepping in and doing a fine job as a deputy, I would say. Might be struggling to get his seat back, <laughs> actually, after that. Very good stuff. And we do have another Lamborghini Blancpain Super Trofeo uh, race to come uh, across the rest of the weekend. The Huracans then in the top 14 places, then the Gallardos uh, went up to all of our winners in their categories with the top four being Pro, uh, Pro-Am Corey Lewis, well done. The Huracan Am Ryan Hockey uh, getting the decision there, the 89 car. Uh, and uh, that was a fine, fine piece of entertainment uh, from the guys at uh, Lamborghini Blancpain Super Trofeo. And another one of our IMSA sanctioned races on this Super Sports Car Weekend. And it's all been live here on IMSA Radio. Thanks very much indeed to uh, Shea Adam, to Jeremy Shaw and to Jim Roller. It's been a fine day of racing here from Watkins Glen International. Saturday and Sunday, still plenty more to come, and it'll all be live here on IMSA Radio. This programme is a production of IMSA and Radio Show Limited. For more, visit RadioLeMond.com.